The Spiritual Freedom Show with Richard Lawrence, where politics is not the answer, materialism counts for nothing, and spirituality will set you free. I'm Richard Lawrence, and this is an Ethereus podcast. We're also syndicated on these radio networks on the first and third Saturdays of the month. Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, Transformation Talk Radio, WTRM, the Trim Radio Network, and Oneness Talk Radio. So this is the third part of our series we've been running for the last two shows, Six Ways to Cultivate Enlightenment. The third and final part in that, uh, we'll look at the fifth and sixth ways, uh, which were given in some extremely valuable advice delivered by Mars Sector 6 through Dr. George King in The Fourth Freedom. And it's about how to cultivate and tend to the fruit of enlightenment. And as always, Mars Sector 6 is very deliberate about the words he chooses. And in this case, he gives us six ways to do this. He's already described before this the steps we have to take. And now, in great balance, he shares certain specific qualities we're going to need. And if we didn't need them, he wouldn't tell us to do it. Of that, we can be sure. So let's listen then for the last time to the extract, which is behind all these three shows. Uh, and it is taken as I say, from the fourth freedom. The freedom enlightenment is the fruit of which I can be cultivated in the spiritual garden of terrestrial man if he tends it with sufficient care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance. If he tends it with intelligence, If he tends it by manipulating his karmic pattern through the right service, this will grow, will blossom, and will bear all fruits all fruits that's a wonderful promise and in the previous show we looked at the first four ways sufficient care sufficient kindness sufficient patience and sufficient tolerance uh, with an emphasis on the word sufficient not uh, unlimited and we now come on to the fifth quality with which we need to tend this fruit and it's a very important one indeed and it's quite simply intelligence a rare one, I should say. I mean, you could say an enlightened person is intelligent by definition, but along the way, the journey requires the right decisions, the right choices. Sometimes they're practical ones. Sometimes they require that very uncommon thing, common sense. 
because you can see a lack of common sense often among spiritually minded people and impracticality and inability to deal with the physical demands of this lowly plane, the material demands. I knew a magazine publisher who was not a member of the Ethereum Society, but he was advanced enough to be guided by higher beings in his goal of making spiritual knowledge available to people. But his decisions from a financial point of view were, well, putting, say unwise, would put it mildly, he ended up losing his house over this magazine. I know of spiritually minded people who have been reckless, and of course that stopped his goal. Uh, and he couldn't achieve it. I know of spiritually minded people who've been reckless with their health, uh, just haven't taken practical measures they could have taken, and this stopped them in their tracks. So intelligence can be quite a rare thing among those walking the path towards enlightenment, and sometimes it can be a well-motivated but unintelligent decision which prevents them from reaching their goal. This is very valuable advice here, and it's important in how we apply the knowledge we're starting to gain. Remember Dr. King once quoted a statement, and I believe it was made by a high court judge, that you should tell the truth, but you can't always tell the whole truth. He actually made it clear, Dr. King, that most of us wouldn't be able to apply that correctly, and we should indeed tell the whole truth. But as you become more enlightened and your knowledge is greatly enhanced, you need intelligence as to how much and when to reveal it. And sometimes you have to do things uh, that may not appear to be right, but your intelligence says they are. I'll give you an example. Swami Sivananda gives one, the great 20th century yoga master. He said, to speak an untruth, to save the life of a Mahatma or one's guru who has been unjustly charged by an unjust officer of state is the right thing to do. Because he said, in that case, an untruth becomes a truth. And you can think of other examples like this. You can also think of examples where, you know, that law thou shalt, and let's hope these things never happen to any of us. It's very unlikely that they will. Uh, but if you should suddenly find yourself in a situation uh, that uh, the only way you can stop a murderer from killing several people would be to kill them, then the law thou shalt not kill, of course, gets changed. This is just applying intelligence. Those are extreme examples, but we have to... Uh, not uh, fall into the trap uh, of withholding knowledge to make our life easier or because we don't want to share it or because it's more comfortable not to talk about it. Not that, not that at all, but to be intelligent about how and when to reveal and apply the wisdom we're starting to gain. And in the Ethereum Society, we have certain information we don't give, such as classified uh, details of equipment we use and so on, because it could be misused. And that's something that Dr. King made very, very clear indeed. So intelligence, absolutely vital, intending the fruit of our developing enlightenment. In fact, if we don't apply it, it could curtail our progress. There's a little warning there too. Now, finally, to the sixth point, and that is an enormous one, manipulating our karmic pattern through the right service. And I want to stress that word right. Marsex doesn't say manipulating karmic pattern through service. He says through the right service. There's a world of difference. You might ask, what is the right service? And it's not necessarily the one that interests you most or the one you want to do that suits your temperament 
or certainly not the one that will add to your prosperity or relationships. The right service is the one through which you can do the greatest good for the world as a whole. And sometimes it's inconvenient. But that's where your enlightenment really comes in, because that will show us what the right service is, even if others can't see it. And we mustn't get put off by issues of personality or location or really superficial points. But I think there's something else here too. As we start to really advance towards enlightenment, we will start to gain certain powers. Those powers will vary from person to person. Uh, Hopefully there'll be healing powers, prayer powers, uh, but loosely they could come under the category of psychic powers. Now this isn't the goal and it's certainly not the destination. And if we think we've arrived, and then we really are uh, losing our way. Uh, in fact, the enlightened person is the one who often thinks they're very aware how unenlightened they really are. That's a mark of enlightenment. There's a paradox there. But the ascended master Saint Guling advised that we should develop psychic abilities and then reject all of them which can't be used in service. So this point of service as the sixth way of tending the fruit of enlightenment, of cultivating enlightenment, is very helpful in purifying our motive, in keeping us, if you like, on the straight and narrow and not getting stuck with some of the temptations. Another one could be bliss. And some people get stuck in bathing in their own bliss rather than using it, coming out of it, to share it with others. And then we will manipulate karma, not as a selfish goal, but as a wonderful uh, result of being unselfish. And I think you can see that of all the six ways, this is the most important one by far. It's one thing to be humble and selfless when you don't have much capacity to demonstrate outstanding capabilities or powers. But as we approach enlightenment, we start to have capabilities. We still need to remain humble and selfless in how we use them, namely in service. And although that's not our main reason for serving, we will then manipulate karma And that brings us much closer to enlightenment. And I want to bring in now our producer, Darren Bull. What say you today, Darren? Yeah, thanks, Richard. Yeah, I think it's an underestimated point you've made there, you know, having the mental clarity and the attachment to truth above other things to stick with right service, as as Mars Sector 6 calls it, is harder than it looks, I think. And uh, it's easy to be deluded or to delude yourself um, with reasons why one path or no path even may be better than another when it really isn't. And it's a trap, you know, we all have to avoid. So, yeah, it's re- that really st- st- stuck with me, you know, based on what you said there. And the more enlightened um, we are, the more we'll recognize that right path too, of course. Absolutely. So this compounding um, result of truth, you know, as we continue yeah. to pursue more truth, make sacrifices for and devote ourselves to truth, the more that we will start to, um, yeah, be able to recognize it in our lives and, and follow it to our destiny here in enlightenment. Indeed, indeed. Well, for listeners tuning in for the first time, The Nine Freedoms is a series of profound spiritual teachings given by an advanced extraterrestrial intelligence known as Mars Sector 6. And you can find out more about The Nine Freedoms, what they are, how they were given at ethereus.org. That's A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. Uh, Rich and I uh, I'd like to thank everyone for writing in with your questions and sharing your experiences, including your moments of truth, one of which we have today. Uh, so do keep them coming in so I can share them uh, here on air with other people to help inspire them too. You can drop us a line at spiritualfreedom at richardlawrence.co.uk with any of those questions 
comments or experiences that you'd like to share. So this this uh, moment of truth I'd like to share here, Richard, I think is um, one that really struck me. Um, and uh, they say this, I'm a, a Reiki master and teacher. Uh, I also followed Buddhism for about 15 years. After taking my Reiki master course, I turned to Buddhism, and I have and I'm still studying this law of one. I've just lost my wife after 40 years of marriage, and this caused me depression and mental breakdown about four, about six years ago. We had no children. I had no family myself. I was an orphan. So I have been on my own, and my f- business folded due to my mental breakdown. But I feel I've been awakened now. I feel I'm ready to dedicate myself to helping the people of the world to reach enlightenment and to help all life forms in this solar system and universe to understand and love each other. And my main thought and desire now is to serve others with help, love, and respect for the betterment of the world. And I hope this helps to explain my attitude to life at this moment in time. Wow, how wonderful. And it's not the first time I've come across that, Darren, where people have had either great health challenges, either physically or mentally, but out of them has come a great spiritual realization and they've redirected their path virtually. So it goes to show that these things, these crises in life, painful as they can be, can also also trigger some great turn turnaround really in people's lives. Yeah, I mean, I think you know evidence here of real difficulty, real heartbreak. And I think you know, as you said, there's created this crucible of transformation for this person, and they've emerged with this you know outstanding aspiration um, to serve others. And um, yeah. you know, having realized what what we're really here to do, and I think that's yeah, it, it's, they deserve to be commended for that, and for sharing this experience with others, which I think yeah, thanks for sharing it. And the more people share, the more we'll always share your experiences, and uh, or rather, Darren will on these shows. And that brings to an end, Darren, this uh, three part series looking at the six ways to cultivate enlightenment: sufficient care, sufficient kindness, sufficient patience, sufficient tolerance intelligence and manipulating the karmic pattern through the right service um, i think it's a it, it's an example really where we can hone in on one or two sentences as dr king said so many years ago and bring out the great jewels and gems that lie there and i've only been able to just give some examples i'm sure the more you ponder these words and contemplate on them the more you will be able to bring too. So thank you very much for listening again. Uh, we'll be getting into something else next week. But in the meantime, I leave you with those words taken from the third freedom. Our motto, service is the jewel in the rock of attainment. 